Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. And now, Against All Odds. Hello, fans of Gambling Cousin Sal here. I want to thank you for listening to me and the Against All Odds crew all year long. As you can tell, we have a very bad gambling addiction, but we're not the only ones. Over the past eight months, we've received hundreds of emails from people looking to get inducted into our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. From time to time, the Degenerate Trifecta and I analyze these submissions and then vote on incoming members. I know, it's ridiculous, but totally necessary. All week long, our boy wonder producer Tate the Snake Frazier has been digging through the archives. He selected our favorite nominees, the best of the 2017 Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. But first, one of our favorite segments, Captain Morgan's Make Believe River Boat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I cruise the river tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. And this week, little New Year's theme. The prop is the length of time ABC shows Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg's New Year's Eve kiss versus the length of time Jeff Fisher works as a head coach in the NFL next year. Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg kiss is the favorite at minus one and a half seconds. All right. You know, Jenny McCarthy does the uh, New Year's countdown with Ryan Seacrest. The cameras always go to her after the ball drops. Her and Donnie Wahlberg, a nice little makeout session, lasts for a few seconds. Is that going to be longer than Jeff Fisher's tenure in the NFL in 2018? Harry, what are you saying? I'm going to say that it is. Look, Fisher is 173 and 165 in one lifetime. He had one magic run, which included the Music City Miracle. So if that, if the Titans didn't pull that off, he would be considered to have done nothing over that time period. And I did pull up a little bit about this Jenny McCarthy, Donnie Wahlberg sort of. I'm, I'm reading that they've been practicing their kissing. Oh no! For this, uh, for the New Year's Eve show. So uh, that means they're really going to some lengths of how long this is going to be. And I don't see Fisher, you know, like you said, I mean, before um, last week's episode, that he might be getting. Uh, <clears throat> there might be like seven or eight positions open for the NFL. I still don't see him getting one because of what he's done so many people are against him too so i'm going to go with the jenny mccarthy donnie Wahlberg minus one and a half seconds in the kiss i mean uh who wouldn't want to kiss a member of the of new kids on the block anyway so, so you know i was waiting had for some it. run he's got her why not make it why not make it as long as a kiss as you can uh, i'm going to take that i'm going to take minus the one and a half seconds it's gross harry already too graphic all right yeah, parlay kid what do you think oh <laughs> uh, sal um Listen, Fisher's had a, uh, a very lukewarm uh, or mildly successful uh, career here as a coach. As Harry said, it's hard to believe he's actually over 500. Uh, I do think he's been ruined by all the success that the Rams have had this year and then seeing what Goff and uh, Case Keenum, uh, what they've done outside uh, uh, once they've kind of left the, the Fisher-led Rams. Uh, I think he's become, in some cases, I don't think he really deserves it, but he's become a, kind of a laughing stock of a coaching candidate. And at 60 years of age, I don't think anybody's going to come knocking at his door uh, right now for a head coaching position. However, 
Carthy Wahlberg. Uh, I really looking this up like Harry too. Uh, and I think when when they're talking about practicing their kissing, that actually might have been from a few years back that they were actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I'm thinking the last thing any network wants right now is a sloppy, drunken kiss on New Year's with everybody in the world watching, even between two consenting adults. Mm. I think, unlike their kiss in 2014, which is long and sloppy, <laughs> they're going to be more like their kiss in 2015, where they Eskimo kissed, mm. and they're going to keep it mild and tame this year. So, Sal, that is not... I'm going to take Fisher and the second and a half wow. on this bet. So you yep. say they'll show the kiss, but it'll be it'll be less than a second and a half. It's going to be it's going to be a very tame, quick kiss, less than a second and a half. They will show it, mm-hmm. but it's going to be that quick. And like I said, in 2015, they went Eskimo style. How long does that take? Right, half a second. Right, boom. Yeah. Winner. Okay. Wow. This is uh, even more ridiculous than I thought it would be. All right, brother Bry, what do you think, <laughs> Jeff Fisher or McCarthy yeah, Wahlberg? I'm going Fisher, too, but uh, not because I necessarily think he's going to coach again, because I just hope ABC excludes this kiss from the broadcast. Like, I don't want to see Donnie Wahlberg kissing anybody other than maybe Harry. So I, I don't – plus I, I don't down. need – and I don't need ABC reminding me how terrible my life is by showing these two kissing. So, look, I, I, I don't think – you know, I I don't see him coaching, but again, like we said before, and I know Lombardi's talked about this, there could be like seven to nine job openings, and mm-hmm. you, you know one of these teams could be stupid enough to bring him in. I mean, he shouldn't, he doesn't deserve to be a coach again, but you've already heard his name circled around. I've heard it for the Colts and some other teams, so I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna go Fisher on this one too. I would think Jeff Fisher being hired as an NFL coach would remind you uh, would be even a worse reminder of how bad your life is than Jenny McCarthy kiss. <laughs> I don't know this guy ten times out of twenty two years was seven and nine or eight and eight, and he's had a lot worse than that towards the end. But I wonder if that's his thing. If he goes into the interview with the Bears and says, "Hey, I'll go eight and eight. When was the last time this team was eight and eight? I'll I'll do that five years straight." I wonder if that's if that actually works with a a team like the Bears or one like the seven or eight teams that you said will have an opening. But just the same, I'm going McCarthy, Wahlberg, Kiss. I don't think anyone hires Fisher. I think he actually has a better chance of making out with Jenny McCarthy on New Year's (laughs) Eve, and that's not going to happen either. I'm taking the minus one and a half seconds in the Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino prop. Tate, what do you say with this? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the the kiss as well. There, there's no way Fisher gets a job, right? There's there's just no way. Mike Lombardi told us all that the NFL they they pre-interview guys and then they recommend people. And and Jeff Fisher was not on any of those lists, so that oh. basically means that he will not have a chance. Oh. I thought Lombardi said he knows people and, and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I think they do like a screening process. So so basically Lombardi the way he explained it was coaches are not selected, they are elected by the by the NFL. So he he's not on the short list right now. All right. There you go. It's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. And now the 2017 Best of Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame induction ceremonies we're looking for an obscure betting story we want to put him in our gambling hall of fame and i got one from a guy named dipper mcgeechee 
And he says, hi, Sal. I bet on the World Sauna Championship final in 2010. Would the winner go over or under 15 minutes? I bet under and won. Officials pulled both contestants out of the sauna. After six minutes, one contestant died. So there you go. <laughs> Harry, you haven't done anything that crazy, right? World Sauna Championship in 2010? Uh, I can't say that. That was Dipper who said that? That was Dipper, right? It says Dipper McGeechee. I don't know if that's a made-up name Dipper or Dipper McGeechee, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty crazy, though, that nice. World Sauna thing. I looked it up, and, you know, they sit in uh, – the sauna is 230 degrees. Oh, man. And six minutes, and that was it. <laughs> Where is this done? Where is it even done? Is it overseas? I think it was done in – I think it was in Finland. I think they did it. What was oh. the winning prize, Brian? Uh, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I That's crazy. Well, I'll, I, consi- I'll consider it, depending on how much it is. I hope Dipper. Um, I hope Dipper donated to the uh, the family, <laughs> the the contestant that expired in the in the sauna. That's very sad. But congratulations, Dipper. You're in our uh, you're in our Hall of Fame. All right, now it's time to dip into the mailbag. We're going to read a couple random emails, and then we're going to try to induct someone into our Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. We've had success with this. We've had someone uh, who are, Harry, who are our guys so far in the Hall of Fame? The uh, sauna guy. The guy who bet on the World Sauna Championship, and he bet like uh, it was stopped at six minutes. He bet the under and he won because someone died. And then then the the undertaker, undertaker, yeah, the ring entrance, he had this guy lost. He had under like four and a half minutes, and The Undertaker took like five and a half or six minutes. So those are our two inductees. Um, Cousin Sal, this was about 15 years ago. Nobody had mobile phones, and if they did, they certainly didn't have apps or online capabilities on their phones to look at scores or odds. I would get my Major League Baseball lines by calling my bookie from the cafeteria during lunch in high school. He would read me his lines, I think, from the morning paper. One day around 12 Eastern, I call my bookie from the high school cafeteria for the lines. He starts reading me each baseball line game by game, and I'm writing it down. He then says, White Sox minus 200 versus Kansas City plus 170. I realized the game, for whatever reason, was a very early start, 11 a.m. start. My friend was listening to the radio, and I saw the score was 7-0 Kansas City in the second inning. So I innocently asked my bookie and say, hey, am I able to get $500 on KC plus 170? I also made a few other small bets to not be so obvious. He says, no problem, you're in. I'm all happy, and I go about my day. Around 5 p.m., I check the scores. KC lost 8-7. to seven. Nick from Long Island. Well, Nick, you have three Long Island boys on the phone, so you have a good start. Uh, Brian, what are you saying about Nick from Long Island? Um, yeah, you know, last week uh, I voted no on somebody who had a similar story, but I, I do like the fact that this person was calling their bookie from the cafeteria at high school. Uh, so obviously this is just a kid. I, I'm taking it unless it's a, a teacher slash coach. Yeah, you're right. Unless this is Darren. Unless this is a Darren thing. He's Nick. Is this is you uh, again, Darren? Wow. Uh, Darren again. <laughs> but again, I think uh, this one I like a little bit better than last week. Yeah, he had no. He had the the last week. The guy had the um, he had a, his. TV was not fast forwarded enough, right? And he thought he was getting one over on the on the book, but he really wasn't. It was something like that, right? Yeah, he really wasn't getting anything over on the book, and right. and this in this case he actually was, and the fact that he really thought it was, uh, or it really was seven nothing at the at mm-hmm. the moment, and then he uh, lost. All right, so you're great. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes for this guy. Plus the fact he's from Long Island. Yeah, why not, Harry? What do you think? 
I'm going to say yes, too, because first, you know, it's bad karma to do that. We all know that if you get a chance like that. But uh, it's just being scummy. It's being scummy. Not saying that, Sal, me and you didn't do that back in the day either. (laughs) Harry, I don't know if we told this story, but we would have to get all the parlay cards in. We would drop them uh, off at our guy's doorstep. And he usually had like some kind of game or something. He was not there from he like. Was a high school, he was a high school uh, football coach. He was a high school or football, football referee. Coach. Football referee. Right. That's what it was. So Saturday at noon, the games would start at noon on the East Coast. And we would get to like 1245 or 1250. We'd want to, we'd see like the first quarter of the Syracuse game or something. And we would do the same thing. We would make a bunch of parlays. And then we'd have a big parlay with two teams who were winning after the first quarter and then have like two more teams. And it never seemed to work out. It seems like the the karma just works against you all the time. Harry, you're saying yes, though, because of that. I'm saying yes, because that's just pure scum, and uh, we've done (laughs) it. So I'm saying this guy did it, and it came back to bite him. I'm saying sure, yeah. All right. Darren, what are you saying? So when I I, uh, read the story, I really – I picture you in my mind in a, a ca- the high school cafeteria yeah. trying to call like sports phone to get like a score, right? Yeah. To figure something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this is what it totally reminds me of. Uh, no high school kid should be betting. Right? We, should, uh, we don't want to encourage that. So this, this uh, young man, uh, I, I think as Brian said, I, we, we think he's a high school student yeah. with a bookie, no less. Right. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think it's a yes for me. All right, I'm going to go unanimous here. Let's go 4-0, uh, yes. You're in the uh, Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. Nick Lialucci, congratulations. I'm sorry about the Royals' uh, 8-7 loss, but maybe uh, it hurts a little less knowing that you're in our Hall of Fame. Let's see if we can induct another listener into the Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. Um, send me an email at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com if you want to be, uh, be eligible. Last week we had a winner. The guy blew 17000 betting live events in the middle of the night from, what was it, Team Handball? Harry, what else did the guy have? Jumbo volleyball. Yeah, Korean, <laughs> the Korean Air Jumbos. Yeah, Korean Air Jumbos. Yeah. He, he was a real, real degenerate. We had no choice but to induct him. So this is how it is. We're going to read another email. Three out of four of us have to say yes, and then and only then will we have a new inductee. So here here it goes. Hi, Sal. Senior year in college, I started dating a rather forward-minded young woman who was not so secretly proud of her skills in the bedroom. At a party one evening at her house, the conversation turned flirty, as it often would. One of the girls in the group made a comment about how her man lacked the staying power she needed, and I, of course, had to comment on how clearly she needed a professional like me. My new friend chimed in that I was fine as long as she took it easy on me. When I contested, she told me I couldn't last three minutes if she didn't want me to. It was on. First, my best friend offered $20 on the over, and then two of her friends took the under. A quick exchange established that we were both game to test this hypothesis, and as we worked out the rules related to timing, foreplay, state of dress, location, positioning, etc., the conversation gained attention, and bets were coming in from around the house. In the end, we had 14 take the under and six loyal guys and myself pulling for the over. Despite the awkward objection of a number of guys hoping to act as voyeuristic notary publics, we agreed to honestly report our findings through her locked door. I assumed my laid-back position, literally, and she hovered ready for the prowl. We had agreed on a specific state of commencement, and once reached, 
We went for it. She pulled out every trick, and I daydreamed of Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. At the unavoidable climax, she yelled out, time, and we began to compose ourselves. While I won't disclose the exact results, let's just say my six buddies weren't happy with me. Three years later, I did, however, marry that young woman, and it worked out super well until I caught her winning the under with a co-worker one afternoon. So I guess... I lost both bets. I just assume you leave out my name on this one. Signed, Premature Pete, Worcester, Massachusetts. Parlay Kid, what do you think about This is a crazy, crazy story. Harry could be writing the scripts for these. Yeah. Uh, This is right out of Harry's playbook. Sleazy women and gambling. Mm -hmm. Right out of... This is right out of Harry's playbook. I love it. (laughs) Anybody that can emulate Harry's debauchery should be in the Hall of Fame. This guy gets my vote, too. All right. Uh, Premature, Pete. You're in as far as I'm concerned. All right, Brother Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i vote for him to get in here, too. I mean, the, the only thing is, if this was Harry, though, if if we were all in a room with Harry, or not in the r- actual room. <laughs> oh, gosh. <Right. laughs> but uh, we are all, we're all rooting for the under, though, right? We wouldn't have bet the over. Oh, right, we would bet the under. Yeah, we would go under. Yeah. yeah, I definitely would root for him for the under. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that this guy, you know, gambling, this led to gambling, and then, uh, I mean, this gambling led to marriage and then a divorce. I mean, yeah. I, 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 love this sto- I love this story. This definitely sounds like something though, right up Harry's alley. So you're saying he's in? I, I'll say he's in just because I love the fact that this guy's divorced because of gambling. <laughs> okay. Harry, what do you think? Harry <laughs> Harry just ran off to the bathroom. Uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You don't, you don't even have to vote. I'm into. All right. I mean, I'm fantastic. I'm this guy's fantastic. <laughs> what did you say? I can't even hear you. What's fantastic? Pete's fantastic, not me. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Right. Fifty Shades of Premature Pete. I, I don't know. He got to have sex with a woman for more than three minutes. That's not really losing a bet, although then she did dump him after they got married. So, um, yeah, you're in Premature Pete. I actually think the uh, co-worker should also be inducted, too. I don't imagine Premature Pete keeps in touch with that guy. But if you do, Pete, send us his information. And uh, congratulations, Premature Pete, Worcester Mass, in Hi, the Hall of Fame. Good job, Pete. And now, a word from Hi. our sponsor. Listen, believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. That means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending. But... It also means there's lots of football, basketball, and hockey games you could score big on every day. And MyBookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. It's your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Play like the pros on game day with money line, side, or total. Whatever you choose, if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to MyBookie.ag. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. I did it, and they matched it. Use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. We haven't done this in a little while. We uh, used to go to the mailbag to see nominees for the Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. Uh, We have it. It's being built in Pahrump, Nevada right now. It should be up by Christmas time. I think that's a nice place to take your family if you've never been to Pahrump. But um, we've had a lot of entries, and we're going to maybe have one more. I saw one I came across. We're going to have – we need three yeses for this guy to make the Hall of Fame. It is, in fact, a guy this time. So let me read this 
email. Cousin Sal, I have a sordid history of gambling, much of which would likely qualify me for the hollowed hall. I think the low point came on a weekend my dad was visiting me in L.A. from Chapel Hill. And instead of talking to him or my sister at dinner, I was on my phone betting $500 a pop on a UConn Cincy basketball on the which team will score the first basket under 18 minutes bet, then again under 16 minutes, then again under 14 minutes, and so on until losing about $2,500 while ignoring the family. The shame spiral was severe. More importantly, however, I think I deserve induction for a different reason. Last Sunday, I was at Sharks Cove in Manhattan Beach with my girlfriend and a couple buddies, enjoying some cold ones, trying to watch the final round of the Northern Trust Open. In between my table and the TV sat three men, two of whom seemed to have a particular vested interest in Jordan Spieth. Once I noticed the nachos and wings on the table, so the third gentleman stuck with a measly side salad. I connected the dots and realized I was sitting next to three quarters of the degenerate trifecta, or quadfecta, as he said. I guess he's including me. In any event, as DJ and Spieth hit their sand shots out of the bunker on 17, I noticed deflation at your table. Spieth left himself about 20 feet for par, while DJ had a kicking three-footer. Tension was palpable, and then Spieth knocked it in. A celebration ensued. What a putt. They headed to 18 all tied up, and then the weirdest thing happened. You guys left. So a seasoned golf better and all-around golf degenerate, uh, I have to ask, was your money on Spieth to win a tournament? If so, how could you leave when he's on the 18th tee, jinxing him into getting beat by choke artist DJ, sinking a miracle 30-footer to force a playoff? Anyways, I think my ability to witness the subtle signs of a table of guys who have action is why I deserve induction to the hall, or at least a response to let me know what the wager was and how it ended up. At the very least, tell Tate, go heels. David Dworsky, UNC 06. Tate is no longer a heels fan. That's going to be disappointing <laughs> to David Dworsky. Yes, David, you were right. That was me and Brother Bry and uh, Harry a few weeks ago. We did have money on Spieth. I think, Bry, you and I had Spieth, right? Yeah, you and I had it. Harry didn't have anything, I don't think. No, Harry no, had I the salad. You had what? What's that, Harry? I lost the read and I had the salad. Yes, you had the salad. And I I don't know why we left. We had to get back for something. Oh, we had a you know what we had a fantasy draft, right? Then we have one like at four o'clock. Yeah, we had our fantasy draft that night, yeah. that's why. We had to get back in time and don't worry, we saw we saw the uh bullshit at the end and we lost with Spieth. But what do we say, Parley Kid, is this guy in a degenerate gambler's hall of fame? No, no, Sal. I don't think this is worth it. I give him credit for recognizing the three of you guys. I have to say, I'm a little disappointed that you guys would, would leave at that time. <laughs> uh, my, my guess is I really thought Harry was probably complaining about his leg or something like that <laughs> uh, that day. Uh, yeah. that, was my, that was my guess. He was probably whining about his leg. And he's all right, Harry, we'll go, we'll leave now. That was um, the tennis match, you're right. It was right after the exactly. tennis match. Yeah. It's right after. I honestly, I'm very surprised you guys would leave at that moment. Uh, <laughs> give him credit for recognizing. At least Brian. I mean, Sal, you're famous. Yes, uh, people yes, recognize I am. you. Uh, Harry, you know, he he's recognizable anywhere. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen him once, uh, that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, but if the guy recognized Brian, I'll give him some credit. Uh, but I, this is not enough to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm All right. Yeah, I think the guy probably recognized Harry as the guy uh, weighing in at the animal hospital every week, but uh, he probably was too embarrassed to say so. Uh, Brother Brian, <laughs> Brother Brian, what do you think, in or out? Yeah, uh, I'm going to vote this guy in, and it's really like Darren said, just because he recognized me. Like, like <laughs> I said, he he obviously recognized you, and it is very easy to recognize Harry. We all we all know this. 
All right. Um, so I, I'm voting. I'm voting him in just because he recognized me. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Where 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 does he even see my picture? Harry, am I going to have to vote on this? Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote him in too. Uh, I'm going to vote David in just because. Uh, in in his letter, he did mention he saw the third gentleman. So he calls me a gentleman, and that I had a measly side saddle, which I did. So mm-hmm. I like that. He's in. I like that. He's in. I think you had a you you, you know, he, he he missed out he missed out that Harry had like a full plate of nachos and yeah, something right. else right before that salad yeah. too. That. that was you. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got confused. I think you had a uh, you yourself are measly, but you had a gentlemanly uh, salad. I think he screwed up his adjectives, but yeah. Oh boy. So now I have to decide two wins. Well, listen. I think we're forgetting about what got him into this email. Just gambling at the table. I love that you could lose money while ignoring your family. At, at dinner, and he's like, 2500 no less, and he kept his composure. Uh, good for you. I, I like that a lot. And uh, I have to say, the fact that um, he didn't bother us at Shark's Cove, that goes a long way as well. So I'm going to say, David Dworsky, welcome to the Hall of Fame. I don't know what's wrong with the parlor kid. He's clearly jealous that he wasn't uh, there with us. But, um, yeah, no. Hey, I, hey. Go ahead. Go ahead there. Uh, I was going to say, next to Michael Jordan, the uh, only second uh, UNC grad to ever make a Hall of Fame in anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lawrence Taylor. Come on, Harry. Jump in. Do something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. Dwars- Dworsky, Taylor, and Jordan. All right. They're in the three. Actually, Michael Jordan would probably make our Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame <laughs> as well. No. We have this thing. We have the Degenerate Hall of Fame. It's in uh, Pahrump, Nevada. And I've been saying that wrong. Harry, you should correct me. I think uh, Jimmy gets on my case, too. My cousin Jimmy is from there. I, he says I say Nevada, and uh, it's Nevada. And then I got a couple of letters saying it's Nevada. I'm saying it wrong. How do you say it, Harry? It's Nevada. It's Nevada. Okay. Because yeah. it's weird. Because the guy in ch- Chips, was you don't say is uh, Eric Estrada, <laughs> right? You say Estrada. It's, it's, it seems like you're 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 going out of your way to not pronounce it the Spanish way. All right, whatever, that's fine. So in Pahrump, Nevada, we have uh, built. We're almost done building it. It's our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, and we have about uh, seven or eight members. And what you have to do is you have to write me an email at cousin sal against all odds at gmail dot com, and submit yourself. Give us a crazy story, some story about losing bad beats, or just uh, in general. What makes you a degenerate gambler? And we will analyze it. Now, this comes from Edward G. Contreras Santiago, and I don't even know if it's real, but I'm going to read it. Edward is from Puerto Rico, living in Puerto Rico. He says, Dear Sal, as you know, Puerto Rico just went through a horrible hurricane. Close to 99% of the island doesn't have power or water, and there are three- to four-hour waits for gasoline. However, one phone company managed to get their antennas working albeit a very weak signal. My girlfriend happened to be staying with me. We both have close to 20% battery, and I tell her to set up a hotspot to check my 18 fantasy league, knowing I didn't insert a defense. I was losing by 2.2. She hesitated because she wanted to call her mom. I told her it would be quick, and she eventually gave in. After 15 minutes of trying to get into the fantasy app and begging my girlfriend to continue, I managed to pick up the Dallas defense Monday against the Cardinals. I try to insert the Dallas defense, 
and suddenly it says no connection. My girlfriend's phone lost all her power, and she couldn't contact her mother. And let's just say the Dallas D wasn't the only thing that wasn't inserted. Very good. A few days later, she let me use her hotspot to write this email so I could download this podcast and write my degenerate tale. Thanks, Cousin Sal and the Degenerate Trifecta. Edward from Puerto Rico. My God, this is really amazing to me. This guy is risking all the power. Any terrible stuff going on in Puerto Rico, and he has to get the Cowboys defense in to his fantasy lineup, and it doesn't even happen. Brother Bry, we need three out of four yeses to uh, nominate, to uh, induct Edward into the Hall of Fame. What are you saying, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say no, just because I think I feel oh. too bad. I think I feel too bad saying yes on this one. <laughs> Although I don't know why he picked up the Dallas. I mean, he's trying to pick up Dallas defense. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out why he tried to pick yeah. up them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just say no, just because again, I think my for my own conscience, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it. All right, all right, uh, Harry, you don't really have a conscience, do you? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Brian on this too. I'm gonna say no because really, honestly, who's picking up the Dallas? This guy can't be that bright. Sorry, <laughs> he can't because he's picking up the Dallas defense. Whew, that was awful. I, I mean, it wasn't that bad against the Cardinals, but boy, was it bad against the Rams. <laughs> I think you're missing the point of the lengths this guy went to get his fantasy in. All right, Parlay Kid, what do you think? Yeah, but go ahead. Well, Sal, he's out. He's out. Yeah. I mean, no matter what I say now, right. uh, I feel terrible for this guy. I mean. This guy, this is against all odds at its best, right? I right. Mean, for what this guy is doing. Yeah, you're right. Right here, I mean, he, Darren, he's you doing everything. Darren, just want to feel sorry for him because he wanted Dallas' defense. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a strike against him. Yeah, well, I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was such a bright move. I think the idea is that he, one. I, wait, hold on. I think he, it was Monday night and that was the only defense he could pick up. Wasn't, isn't that what's going on? There you go. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so, you're Sal, right. so, so shame true. on these guys. You're yeah. 100% right, Sal. Because this guy, to me, this guy's a diehard. He's a fan of ours. Right. He wants to, he wants, he looks forward to the podcast. We probably give him a little, uh, you know, a little, little break in his, uh, during this hard time. Yeah. Seriously, right? So, and these guys are going to shoot him down and mm-hmm. say no. I, what having a conscience? You, I mean, you know what? You, you know what? Darren, I think maybe convinced me. Maybe I, you know what? I'm going to switch it over. Okay. Yes, I, I, I just felt, I just felt too bad with the Puerto Rico thing, everything going on there. But yeah, I think the fact that you know Darren's this guy right, the deserves fact, the to fact be that a... this guy's going through so much too that you know and, any little thing to help. Uh, I guess that's right. Okay. Sal, don't even let Harry change his. He's a no. He's done. Yes. Okay, Harry, you're a no. You just say yes, Sal, and this guy's in. All right. Well, I have to think. I'm not sure about the Hall of Fame. He's like, he's an absolute <laughs> lunatic. I, Private Santiago here should be court-martialed, I think. But uh, I'm going to put him in. I'm going to put him in. Let's put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. let's it, do he's it. Got, let's he's got enough going against him. He uh, he was uh, mm-hmm. just to be able to go out on a limb to even after didn't learn his lesson and still wrote this email with uh, limited power and uh, and reception and everything. And uh, if Edward's girlfriend's mother is listening, your daughter is safe or as uh, safe as someone who is dating a maniac can be. And um, let's leave it at that. Edward, you are in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, hopefully hey. you can get there in Pahrump, Nevada. Someday you can uh, come over. God, but... God bless Edward. I hope everything is good there, too. So. Congratulations. But, uh, you know. Yes. God bless that guy. And, yeah. and Edward's girlfriend, if you, uh, if there's a way to run, do it. I don't know. And God bless her, too. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So that's it. Uh, Degenerate Hall of Fame nominee.
All right, now let's uh, let's take a look at uh, the uh, Degenerate Hall of Fame uh, submission right now. Um, if you want to send us your gambling tale of woe, we'll evaluate it. We'll vote on it. If three of four of us um, agree, you will be inducted into our Degenerate Gambling Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. It's really coming together now. It's like they're almost three quarters complete, and we just got our permit for uh, we're going to be p- playing war. Do you ever play war, Tate? It's a great game, yeah. It's yeah. a great card game. Yeah, the card, yeah, right. It's a card game, and it's a casino game. You have to look far to uh, find it, but not anymore. We're going to have it at our Degenerate Hall of Fame. Let me read this. We'll all vote on it. Tate, I'll, we'll even give you a vote. Wow. And see Thank what happens you. here. All right, here it is. Hi, Sal. Sadly, I have a very degenerate story for you. It was NBA opening night, and I was out for drinks in Columbus, Ohio, to watch the Cavs-Celtics game with a girl I've been seeing. The sports bar we're at has the volume up high and everyone in the place is engaged and having a great time rooting for the Cavs, and then it happens. You could hear Gordon Hayward destroy his ankle with a loud snap and Kevin Harlan's heartbreaking cries. Gordon Hayward has broken his leg. Hayward's leg is broken. The air is sucked out of the whole place. It was one of those overwhelming moments of humanity that brings people together. My girlfriend doesn't have a stomach for this stuff and is sobbing at the sight of Gordon's ankle. Camera pants to the Celtics huddle. Kyrie Irving is openly sobbing into his teammates' arms. I know that all of my roads have led to this moment. This is my destiny. I must put all my money on the calves before the line adjusts. I try to get on Bovada on my phone, but this is a basement joint with no AT&T signal. I turn to my girlfriend, reach for her phone, frothing at the mouth. She's still visibly upset as I plead with her to enter the passcode. She foolishly obliges and tells me the code. When I enter it, her phone opens straight to her messages, where I discover that she has been sharing naked pictures with another guy. I wait a few seconds for the wave of shock and betrayal to come over me, but I feel nothing. The only thing that matters is this bet. By the time I get signed into Bovada, the line has moved to Cavs minus 10.5. Doesn't matter. I decide Celtics will be too shell-shocked to compete. I put my entire balance on the Cavs to cover and wait for the easy money to roll in. Of course, the Celts put on an inspirational performance in the second half. Half and I lost. Despite the message that I saw, I decided that I will stick with my girlfriend so that I can use her cheating against her when she discovers the depth of my degenerate gambling habits. P.S. Love the show. Can't wait for Harry to lose the bet. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. Danny S. Danny S. <laughs> Harry, the guy's obviously rooting against him, against you. Are you voting for him? Well, I'm not voting for him because, number one, we don't know how much money he actually weighs yeah. here. Uh, second off, you know, of course, uh, he was in a dump place that didn't work, uh, where it didn't have much service. He's in Ohio. Oh, my God. (laughs) New York and Ohio taking a big hit today. Wow. Wow. And third, Danny S., guess what? I was the other guy. Oh, she sent you the pictures? Wow. (laughs) Danny S., you have nothing to worry about if she's sending Harry the pictures. (laughs) So hot. That would that would be worse than looking at Gordon Hayward's uh, yeah. broken leg, though. <laughs> I think wouldn't so. it? <laughs> I think you're right. All right, brother Brian, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out when I was when I was first looking at this, like why so many people were crying. Like if somebody shows you this picture, you're like, oh god, you turn away, but yeah. not you're not visibly sobbing. I don't mm-hmm. think that's that's a little weird. But I think this guy is a true, you know, this guy's a true gambler. It seems like he he really loves gambling. I mean, the fact that he he's staying with this girl just just so he can keep gambling, that another girlfriend won't let him gamble. Uh, I, lo- I love this story, so I might be getting soft, but, but I'm going to let him in. I'm okay. Let him in. All right. One to one. Parlay Kid, what do you say? Oh, yes, Sal. Listen, one, he felt nothing about the cheating, right? Putting the wager above everything else, right? That's one. Mm-hmm. Good. That's 
pretty good. Two, must be a huge degenerate to stay with this girl. Right. Uh, he must not have very, uh, he doesn't have a lot of prospects. Gambling is obviously his number one priority in his life, mm-hmm. correct? So that's another right. one. Three, he loses the bet. He doesn't even win money on this bet. Yeah, I like that he lost. Poor guy but... loses. Mm-hmm. And four, he's rooting against Harry. Yeah. He's in. <laughs> so, you know, this like guy, he, he meets all the criteria. All right. Good for him. Harry's getting a little cocky. You guys notice that a little bit about yeah. the weight loss, too? He's getting a little cocky. I know. Well, got, this is I think he's a favorite. A cocky. I think he's a favorite to win the bet. All right. Uh, wow. So two to one, yes. Tate the Snake, what do you say? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with Team Harry, as I always do. Um, I will say this, though. What kind of girlfriend? Like that's, So that was the last thing that she was doing on her phone before she locked it? She was sitting a naked picture? You know, there was, like, she didn't look at her maps or anything? That was the last thing she had up? Right, right, that, right. That, that, that makes it seem a little, a little stretch for truth, so I'm going to say no. You're saying no, so it's 2-2, so my, my vote yeah, really wow. does matter here. Yeah, exactly. I, I, uh, I agree with you, Snake. I, I'm calling fake news <laughs> on this. I really am. I, I, don't think, I don't think this is real. It's too... It, it's in the Larry David world of too many coincidences and everything uh. just falling together. I, I don't think it's real. Like, like mm. Brother Brian, what'd you say? Someone said openly sobbing. Is that that's weird? It seems like this is uh, what Donald Trump would call a fiction writer with the uh, ironically three exclamation points after that. I just don't get it, and I don't, uh, I don't see what the sense of. First of all, you'd have some reaction. You just would have to if you if you liked the girl enough. If you were that close. You would have to say something. But, okay, he's hanging on to it. And then how is he going to use it? If she says, I'm going to break up with you for gambling, he's going to say, aha, look at this. I bust. Like, what kind of relationship is this? I don't even know what's going on. But you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm not going to make an official vote. Send us the pictures, Danny, and we will uh, we will reconsider uh, <laughs> considering after. Or, Harry, yeah. you send, Harry, you say you have them already, right? Yeah, not that hot. Okay. All right. So not we're up. <laughs> Harry is uh, crapped on all of Ohio and Danny S. his girlfriend. So, uh, but uh, all right, we'll keep it to. All right, I think we have some time. We haven't gone to this uh, in a while, but we have mailbag. We have people writing in, and I don't get to respond to a lot of them, but thank you for writing. I appreciate it. We have very funny uh, very funny listeners. Um, somebody just wishing us luck here. Hi, Sal, Brian, Parlay Kid, and definitely Harry. I love your show. Even when you're dead wrong, the thought processes and mental gymnastics and analytic bullshit justifications are hugely entertaining. <laughs> I will be supporting you and your sponsors in any way I can. Jim Arth. A big thank you, Jim, from Columbia, Missouri. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. I think Harry was uh, the captain of the mental gymnastics team in middle school. Isn't that right, Harry? No? All right. Maybe I'm wrong. We have, uh, we have a letter now. Okay, now this is going to count. We have our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We probably have about 10 or 12 members now, but we're the building it in Pahrump. It's looking great. I, so I'm going to send you guys pictures. It's really, yeah, it's beautiful. almost done. Oh, it's, it's going to be great. Harry, we're going to go out there. I think we, we're going to make uh, a trip, I think, Pahrump in March. Pahrump is up and coming. Absolutely, absolutely, and especially when our Hall yeah. of Fame is uh, established. But here's a letter. Uh, this guy, now three of the four of us have to vote yes for him to be in. Here's his, here's his submission. Ace here. 
Actual name Eugene, but just call me Ace. All right, I screwed that up already. Love the pod, yada, yada, yada. I was telling my friend Big P about the podcast and subject of the Degenerate Hall of Fame. We got to talking about how there probably aren't many in this world who are better or worse than us. So we jotted down the best we've had in the past month outside of the money we throw around on what would be considered normal bets. We're both from Ireland and try to travel across Vegas as much as we can. The trip always starts off with a $100 bet on whose bag comes out the belt first. The kicker is that if one of the bags is lost, the loser of the bag wins $500. This has only happened once. If your bag isn't out first, then you hope you don't see it. Not many people experience that at airports. Neither of us particularly like Skittles, but anytime either of us are in a convenience store, we have to buy a bag of Skittles, and we bet on whether there'll be an odd or even number of Skittles in the bag. We also do this one calling an Uber and bet on the odd or even number of the registration. Every single dinner or lunch ends with credit card roulette, where we make the waitress pick one of our cards at random. Whoever card is picked pays. Normally, this is fine, and rarely is it a big number, but we did have a couple of bills that had copious amounts of Captain Morgans that reached some pretty aggressive numbers. Along with a bunch of guys back home, we have an annual competition called the Tournament of Champions. We picked the top 40 or 50 events that year, all golf majors, tennis slams, soccer, major horse races, 100 a man, normally 20 of us. But that's not enough action. Big P and I have a $1,000 side bet. See which of us has the highest points. We do a weekly daily heads-up fantasy, despite being in a number of leagues against each other. And, of course, we have a bet on this email, too. We're flying across to the Breeders' Cup next month, which will be followed by a quick trip to Vegas. If I, we get in, as I like to think of high as a bigger degenerate than me, I bet you can. Uh, bet I can prove that. Then Big P has to carry my luggage for the entire U.S. trip, and if I don't, then I have to carry his bags the whole trip. Yours in sport, Ace. Well, sorry, Ace, we missed the Breeders' Cup uh, part of this bet, but good lord, guys, these guys cover everything, huh? <laughs> oh, these guys, these guys are so in. So, like, I, I first of all, when I when I hear the Tournament of Champions, I, I'm just so mad that yeah. we didn't come up with this Ridiculous. like 25 years ago, right? This yes. this idea is fantastic. This is like the new wave of betting. And I think, you know, I should invest with ACE and we should come up with some platform where you could do this very easily. Mm-hmm. This is, this is just a fantastic idea, but these guys bet on everything. I mean, they must really hate life just because they have to <laughs> do this to, to satisfy themselves. But I, I, it's just amazing. Betting on Skittles stuff. It's just, it's outrageous. <laughs> so these guys to me are definitely in, especially the, the tournament of champions seals it for me. I mean, that, that idea is fantastic. We're going to start that January 1st of this year. That's pretty great. And I think Harry would want to uh, extend that to about a thousand events, including um, uh, NASCAR and and golf tournaments we've never heard of. Harry, what do you think? These guys are in? Oh, these guys are great. I love it. By the way, uh, when I went to Costa Rica in in June, I did the same thing with my buddy that I went with, Jarrett. We bet on the bags, first one out, and I took him for uh, 25 uh, going there. 25 back so i took them for 50 on that but these guys are betting crazy money this is insane i like uh their whole theories all their reasoning uh i'm in they're they're in for me all right i'm surprised you packed the bag to costa rica i thought you 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 just go with whatever you're wearing on your back all right well that's good i packed a few socks that's all socks all right parley kid darren what do you think is there any way to vote is there any way to vote just Ace in and not Ooh. Big P? Because Ace Ace had to tell Big P about the pod. Right. He wasn't. He's not a listener of the pod. Ace is the listener. Okay. Of the pod. Right. Right. All right, right. So. Sorry. Right, so Ace. Uh, all right. I so mean, Ace and Big P both have two yeses right now. 
You want to just give Ace a yes here and not Big P. I'm saying Ace is in. Right. He's the listener of the pod. Mm -hmm. uh, one, what do these guys do for a living? <laughs> this is incredible. These guys, right, they live a lot the way maybe Harry kind of lived. Yeah. Uh, in terms of traveling, like, am I right? Like, this is kind of similar. Definitely the skills what, part. Uh, you know, yeah. what, what Harry here does. Right. You know, with the traveling and betting. You know, Harry, I remember Harry rolling dice in a supermarket in Las Vegas. Right. Right, 20-something years ago. This is, this is the stuff that, you know, it's right up Harry's alley. Ace, yeah, but this guy. Yeah, the guy is, I was, Darren, Darren, the guy I was, I was going against with, he was cheating. He had illegal dice. <laughs> had illegal dice. That's the problem with wow. supermarket craps. Yeah, you don't know what's legal. And what's <laughs> that's, not. That's, yeah. that's why people this, don't play. That's it. a true story too. True story. Carrie and Chris playing yeah. dice down the uh, the supermarket aisles. You know, unbelievable. Uh, Ace reminds me just that this, this is fantastic with the skittles and all the stuff. I want to have to see Big P carry Ace's bags. Okay. Ace is in. Big P, you left off the list. I'll tell you um, what. I, I, I like that. I like that. I, 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 by, by the way, I, uh, overall, I'm ashamed to be judging these guys because they should be judging everybody else. They they are the biggest <laughs> I know, degenerates yeah. that I know. I mean, they're going to – these might be the first bust you see when you walk into the Hall of Fame in, in Pahrump. But I'm with you, uh, Parlay Kid. Let's see, uh, let's see pictures of Big P um, tr uh, lugging – Ace's bags around, and uh, and then we'll put them both in. But for now, let's just put Ace in. Yes. I like that. All right, congratulations, Ace. You're in. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And, guys, if you think you're eligible Let for it go, our, Ace. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers <laughs> Hall of Fame, or if you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail.com. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against the Lodge with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Hey, if you want to join these guys, you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds, gmail.com. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal, saying so long, happy handicapping, and happy new year. Nah.